Welcome to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast, your resource for science-based training and nutrition, data-driven coaching, and education-focused content. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and learn with me so that you can apply what you are about to learn, take my strategies, use these tools, and finally have some serious methods to see sustainable success with your physique, your mind, and your life. This podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. What is going on today? We have a really cool episode uh, with my good friend, my mentor, Jason Phillips, the owner of IN3 Nutrition, NCI, and the All In Mastermind. So NCI is the Nutritional Coaching Institute. Uh, it is a certification course where they certify nutrition coaches to become nutrition coaches. It's one of the, I don't want to say only, but it's definitely the one pushing application-based nutrition guidance uh, the most, without a doubt in my mind. There are a couple other certifications that I really like, but NCI is at the top of the chart uh, when it comes to application-based information. I think that's the big key. Science is great, but if you can't apply it into a real-life situation, a real athlete, a real client, general pop, doesn't matter, it's pointless. So NCI is very application-based. That is actually exactly why I send all of my coaches through their programs. Um, but I digress. Uh, IN3 is a nutrition coaching company and All In Mastermind is a mastermind business coaching program that helps trainers, nutrition coaches, and business owners alike grow their business and change their lives. Jason Phillips is a very inspirational dude. He's a very motivational dude. He is a very... Um, He is an action taker, to say the least. He has done some crazy things in the industry. He has changed the game in many ways in multiple different industries. And he's, uh, for lack of better terms, he's an iconic person. He is really somebody that you never leave a conversation with without feeling inspired, motivated, um, and ready to grow, um, let alone learn something about business, life, nutrition, something. He is very upfront. He is very blunt. That's why I love him so much because he's really does shoot from the hip. He tells it how it is and he leaves no stone unturned. Uh, there is no BS. Uh, there's no filter. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why he's very successful. Um, but he's also a very humble dude. Like if you just hang out with Jason, he, he, he's Jason. It's really cool. So, um, I'm really excited to have him on the podcast because a lot of the people listening who do know a little bit about my background know that I have been mentoring with him for a while. He has been somebody that has been a very influential figure in my life the last few years. Um, and I actually kind of forced it upon myself. I tell this story often to people who are looking for a mentor, looking for guidance, looking to figure out a way to be connected with bigger and better names in the industry or figure out ways to become more successful. And and one of those ways is obviously finding a mentor, finding a coach and surrounding yourself with the best people possible uh, who either have experience or have already gotten where you want to be. And, uh, Jason was one of those people for me. I heard him on a podcast in 2017. I believe it was Jay Ferrugia's uh, Renegade Radio. Um, Then I heard him on Barbell Shrug, and I was like, okay, I got to talk to this dude because he is one of the only people that I have heard inside the nutrition coaching space who doesn't just work with high-level crossers. He doesn't just work with bodybuilders. He doesn't just work in these specialized 
areas, he works with a lot of different people. And that was similar to me. I worked with CrossFitters. I worked with athletes. I worked with 20 year olds and I worked with 70 year olds and I worked with people who are looking to change aesthetically, people who are trying to build muscle, lose fat, improve health, change their performance. Like I didn't have a niche. And he was one person that didn't necessarily have a niche and he was crushing it. And he was creating application inside of the science. He was taking the science, but he was more focused on application. He was more focused on experience. He was more focused on connection. And that was something that was missing in the online space. There was a lot of people giving bullshit prescriptions and bullshit advice and just really bullshit coaching in general, because there was no connection. There was no communication. And the three things I pride myself and my team on is education, connection, and communication. And we focus on those three things more than anything to make sure that our clients have a great experience. Jason Phillips was one of those people. And at the beginning, when I met him, it was Jason Phillips nutrition. So it was before he changed it to IN three. But I heard him on a podcast, heard him on another I was like, I got to fucking meet this guy. And then little do I know, I'm going to a seminar here in Seattle. And there he is on stage the next weekend. I was like, there's no way that life is that serendipitous. And this is obviously a sign um, that I got to link up with this dude. I got to connect with this dude. So long story short, I started bugging his assistant until she agreed to sit me down at dinner with him, um, which took me buying his certification, buying a flight to Las Vegas, showing up a day early and waiting in a, fuck, I can't remember where we went. I think he says it on this, uh, call on this, uh, podcast. But we went to a, a cool restaurant in Vegas. Uh, I think I finally sat down with him at like 9 p.m. And the shirt was first thing in the morning. Sat down with him, Teddy, and a couple of people. I think Amanda Borelli was there. A couple of people I didn't really know necessarily. And we just started bullshitting. And I, I'll never forget it, man. We were like one glass of wine in. We only had a glass. We weren't getting invaded or anything. But we're sitting there. We're about halfway through dinner. He looked at me and he was like, you are me a few years ago. And I just like kind of laughed. And he was like, dude, I see so much of my hustle, my grind, my mindset, my passion, the legacy I want to leave behind so many of these things that I pride myself in and that help motivate me to grow my business and reach more people and impact lives in the way I want, want to, I see that in you. It's fucking crazy. And it's kind of tripped me out. And I'll never forget it. Cause he said it just like that. And it was really like a weird thing to him. And I was like pumped. I was like, man, that's, that's why I'm here. I don't, I, I'm already certified multiple times. I don't need to get your cert. I'm excited for it. And I got it obviously, but I wanted to meet you because I felt that same way through the speakers, man. So long story short, we had a great dinner, went to his cert, hung out with him and his team for a full weekend, went to dinner with him and his team multiple nights in a row. And right at the end of the trip, I was like, yo, like, I, I really want you to mentor me, man. I want you to help me navigate through the pitfalls that you experienced, through the failures that you experienced. Teach me how you scaled. Teach me how you reach more people. Teach me how you built a team. And I really looked at him for advice. Uh, I always believed in having a mentor. I had multiple mentors leading up to this point, And I was at a pivotal role in my career where I was looking to advance and, and move on to the next teacher who was going to teach me about a new path in my life. And I looked at him and his first words were, no. I don't do that. <laughs> and I kind of laughed at him and I never forget. I'm sitting there with him and somebody else, I can't remember who's next to me. And she looked at him and I looked at him and I was like, well, why not? And he was like, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know if I could provide you value in that way. Like I've never mentored anybody before. That's just not what I do. And I was like, well, if you did, how much would you charge? And he was kind of took him back. And I was like, I'll pay whatever, man. I, I really want to work with you. I want to build a friendship with you. And I think this is the next path for me to grow. And, uh, so he was like, yo, let me think about it. Let's get through this weekend. Um, let me fly home. Let me think. And we'll, we'll touch base in a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks later, he texted me and he was like, yo, you're free for a call. And I was like, yeah. And he calls me. 
And I'll never forget, I was, I was driving actually, so I stopped and pulled over because I was like, I need to walk for this. And I was walking through the Factoria Mall in Bellevue, Washington. And I was walking and he was just like, yo, let's do it. I'm going to charge blank amount of money. I'm not going to share details with you guys. Um, and I was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. I'm all in. I'll, I'll commit, dude. I don't care. I'm good with that price. He was like, I'm just going to give you as much as I can. And from that point on, we, we had a call every week. We just started texting a lot. I started flying out to all of his seminars, all his events, just trying to be around him as much as I could. Um, and that was in 2017. So a lot has changed. I've scaled my business. I've built a team. We've reached hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people since then. Um, I've created such a, a bigger vision with his help. Um, and the reality is, is he's somebody that the first person that will say like, dude, you take the action, you do the work. This is all you. I'm just here to encourage ideas and thought processes and provoke action. And I think that's what a good mentor does. A good mentor provides value. He provides insights. He provides asks more detailed questions, and then he provokes action without wimping out of situations, for lack of better terms, because a lot of times we let scarcity, fear, doubt, judgment, all these things cloud our decision making and delay our action because we are afraid to do something big. But he is somebody that provokes me to take more action. And because of action and taking risks, more things happen, I reach more people, I help more people and the business is growing in the direction I want it to grow, which is really just influencing more lives around the world to change their body and therefore change their lives. Like that's the whole goal is to be the best coaching company that we've ever been that is in the industry and that has a more individualized personal role inside of each of our clients lives. We really, really focus on that personalized relationship. Um, and I think that's something that's missing in the quote unquote individualized coaching space, because a lot of people use that term and don't truly know what it is. Um, but now I'm just kind of ranting on a su subject, but my point being, is that it's been a crazy evolution between me and Jason because not only has he helped me do this and, and we've created a serious friendship along the way, but now he has created a completely separate business from his just on mentoring people and having masterminds and business coaching people. And I didn't even know this until I, I'll never forget I was at a mastermind of his and he pulled me up in front of everybody because we were going around the room introducing ourselves and he stopped me and was like, this is the man that created this. If it wasn't for him asking me to mentor him and, to, and really kind of pestering me until I did it, this would not be a thing. So I take pride in knowing that I provoked that thought process in him to go down that path because I do think that's a calling of his in, in, in helping people influence and build their businesses through what he does and how he does it. So um, now I'm just kind of getting on a long-winded rant. But my point with this intro and why it's so long is because Jason is a really good friend of mine. He's like a brother. He's a mentor to me. He has influenced me greatly in my life. He means a lot to me. And I'm really excited to have him on this podcast for a few reasons. Number one, I haven't had him on since back in 2017. Number two, we recorded a nutrition Q&A that was really fucking good about six months ago. And my computer burnt out and I lost it. So that didn't air. Um, so I've been waiting to do a new one with him since then. Um, and three, we really dive into the dichotomy of the training and coaching industry, how things have changed, our thoughts on individualization, our thoughts on business. Um, our relationship and how that's grown his new book and, and program coming up the last diet ever and what the philosophy is behind that because we share a lot of similar mindsets around that and just a lot of different things that I think you guys will find interesting but I wanted to provide some content and context why this conversation happened and why it is the way it is and who he is in my life and how he influenced me uh, before we got into it so but without any further ado 
without me ranting any longer, without me explaining our entire story any further, because I'm sure it's been a long ass intro as it is. I don't have a, a time thing on, so I have no idea how long this is. I apologize. But without any further ado, let's get on to this awesome interview with my good friend, one of the biggest mentors in my life, Jason Phillips. All right, my brother, Jason Phillips, man, it's been a minute since you've been on the podcast. And in fact, what's funny is we tried to record and it was actually a really fucking good podcast. And I, something happened with my computer. I can't remember, but it got deleted and I was super pissed about that. But I, even that was like six months ago, man. So it's been, yeah, it was, it was a while ago. Dude, it's been a long time. Even though I talk to you every single week, it's been a long time since you've been on the show, man. So I'm excited to have you here. Dude, it's, uh, it's always an honor. I'm super bummed that Q&A didn't make it out because it was a good one, but uh, we'll do it again. And um, just always excited to collab with you, man. I love, I love the direction that everything is going in your business and your life. Like, it's just, uh, I love seeing the success. I love seeing the impact. And it's amazing to be back, brother. Man, that means a lot. And it's actually... I was just on, uh, I just, literally just got off the call with Chase. We did an interview for Everford and we brought you up a couple of times because it's just been crazy to have like the process of, of me flying out to Vegas to meet you and then how that has evolved and how our mentorship has evolved and how our friendship has evolved and both of our business have evolved. It's just like so crazy to reflect back on that and see the growth and see what has happened. Um, and it just keeps growing, man. So I'm, I'm actually excited too, because in uh, literally a month from today, I'll be sitting in Arizona with you for the on live, yeah, man. Um, which I get the pleasure of speaking at, but it'll be cool to connect and, and mastermind and, and bullshit and just, just do it all. Well, again. I think we're going to, I think we're going to revisit that dinner on Friday night, man. And, uh, it's, it's crazy that you say that. I just had this like crazy thought. We kind of need to film. You might want to film a conversation over dinner and just, uh, revisit what's happened in the lives in those two years. And, um, I know so much has happened for both of us personally, professionally, and it's, it's just been amazing to, it's amazing to experience growth on a personal level. Like I'm, I'm always trying to grow and evolve, but to, to watch your growth as, you know, as a mentor, but more, more so as a friend, man, like just to, I, I feel like our conversations are very, you know, obviously I want to give you coaching. I want to give you guidance, but so much of it is very friendship driven at this point. And I'm always so excited for your growth and, and for your ideas. And, and the person I see today is so much further than the person that I saw two years ago. And um, man, it's it just, it's really, really amazing to be in these places. So I'm always humbled. I'm always honored, but uh, I'm always excited as well. Man, I love that. And, and we're definitely gonna do that. I think we should just set up a camera and just film the whole dinner. That'd be sick. Yeah. You get yeah, a lot of value out of that. Well, dude, let's 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 go into something specific. Then I, I have a lot of thoughts on this, and I know you do as well. Um, I have been, I have been, I would say, in the coaching space for eight years. I don't think I was a legit good coach for eight years, but I definitely got into fitness and nutrition about eight and a half years ago. Um, you've been in it for a little sure. bit longer than me, but we've both been in this long enough to have some serious opinions and, and to have some insight on what has evolved since we got into it. And that's what I want to start with, man. Is I want to kind of get your takes on how coaching has changed, what you've seen happen, where you think it's going, and, and just kind of start a conversation in general on this topic. Yeah, I, I think first and foremost, coaching is more accepted as a mainstream thing today than it's ever been, right? I, I think that if you look back eight years ago when you got in, and, and I look all the way back, like when I first got in, you know, I remember coming out of anorexia, the first diet coach I ever hired 
was Bethany Howlett, who was an IFBB pro bodybuilder. She was dating another IFBB pro bodybuilder. And I remember like she gave me this super templated diet and um, but it was like, people were like, wait, what? Like you, you have a, a diet coach? Like what the hell is that? And today I feel like, you know, if, if you're Joe Schmo and you know, you're just walking down the street, like it's, it's normal to have a diet coach. So <laughs> first of all, I, I think mainstream wise, it's way more accepted. Um, that's not a great thing. It's like, I would love to be like, that's awesome. Um, but as we know, you know, the barrier to entry to becoming a diet coach is, not exactly existent. Uh, anybody could go post up on the gram or, you know, post up on Facebook, or I guess now it's going to be TikTok. Um, you know, anybody can post up that they're a diet coach. And if you got abs, like that must make you credible. And so I, I think that it's, we're in this weird place and I think the world's trying to figure it out. And um, I'm not going to knock the people that, are insta coaches that you know like, like everybody knocks them like listen i get it you're trying to make a buck um i had a really good conversation earlier today with brian DaCosta where you know i, I think all of us and I, i'll out myself um all of us that are coaches all of us that are business owners at one point or another we we said wow i could do that and i could make money and and the money was like the driver for a moment and and I'm really proud to say in 16 years of owning a business and in 16 years of coaching, I've only one time ever acted on that to the point to where I actually regretted it. Um, and I know a lot of my colleagues can't say that. So um, I think part of it is there's so much money in coaching that coaches are, uh, it's a little bit diluted, like the quality is not as good. Um, but at the same time, I, I also have to say, I think education is on an all time high. You know, we're, we're not accepting bullshit anymore. We're not accepting paleo. We're not accepting keto without asking more questions. And, and I think that the fact that coaches are out there to answer those questions is also a positive. So to answer the question, I'm not sure I really know whether I love it or I hate it. I love certain parts. I hate certain parts. Um, but I love being a part of it. And, and I love trying to make sure that we continue to move in the right direction. Yeah, hundred percent agree. I think there's, I think there's a lot of pros and cons about it being a normal thing because you're right. Like when I first started too, like when I first started, I was a trainer. I wasn't even a diet coach. And when I first hired my diet coach, it was kind of like a weird thing. I was like, oh, this is weird. I'm paying somebody to do my diet. Like that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you hundred percent. I think it's, it's a great thing, but it's a bad thing because the barrier to entry is just so low that anybody can call themselves that. And, and technically, I mean, if you look at the definition of a nutritionist, it's literally somebody who gives you nutrition advice. You don't even have to have, that's why I don't even like saying, I like saying nutrition coach, because you at least have to be certified <laughs> to call yourself that. Like a nutritionist is technically just somebody who gives you dietary advice and anybody can almost legally do that. I know there's some people having issues in Florida and shit like that. And, but my point being is that yeah. it's, it's not very hard to call yourself a nutrition expert or nutrition guider or coach or nutritionist or anything like that. Um, but as you mentioned as well, education is at all time high. So I guess like my next question for you would be, what should people be looking for? What should people be avoiding or looking out for? Yeah. Well, so a couple of things. So first of all, like the whole thing in Florida, I mean, it's like, we'd be remiss, but we didn't bring it up. Um, <laughs> I, I really think that I, I'm, I don't know whether or not 
see like our government or the governing bodies or any regulatory bodies are, are going to really crack down on it. Um, it's such a gray area. And I think there would be, it, it's such a hard thing to define. It would tie up in so much litigation. And uh, I don't know who the girl is that got popped, but I had to think if she had a decent lawyer at all, they probably could get her out of it. Uh, unless she was just really stupid with like the statements she made. So I, I think it's always going to like live to be a gray area. So that transitions into your next question, which is like, what do people look for? If it is a gray area, it's almost like TRT, right? Like, like hormone replacement therapy or hormone replacement therapy is such a gray area at this point. Um, you know, so like, what do you look for in an HRT doctor? Well, I, I think the first thing is you got to ask a lot of questions. And, and, you know, when you ask questions as a consumer, you should expect some sort of informed response. Now, it may not be the response you want. That's okay. You have to drop the emotion and you have to get okay with that. But if somebody says like, well, because I said so, like, no, that's not okay. Um, you know, one of the things I teach in NCI is education drives compliance. And so I think as a coach, our biggest uh, resource is our ability to educate. And so as a client, your, your single biggest clue as to whether or not your coach genuinely gives a shit is whether or not he or she is educating. 100%. I, I think actually, I think that's what drove me towards you in the first place, to be honest with you. I remember being in a place where I was in the gym world, the training world. And at this point, it was probably just after this, realistically, when I reached out to you, but like, I went through the whole boot camp wave, right? Like there was just like, that was the crazy yeah. like boot, boot camps and class fitness and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of challenges, like 30 day fat loss, six week fat loss, like get people <laughs> in. And I didn't like it because I was very uh, data-driven, very individualized with how I did things. I wanted to control every aspect. I wanted to help with every program or prescription had to be different because every individual was different. And you were the first person I ever heard come out and say that, man. And it was the first person that I was like, whoa, like this guy created a business on the idea that you should make different plans for different people, that everybody is actually an individual and actually educating people is okay. Like so many people were afraid to teach their clients because as if their, their clients would take what they were teaching them and just fire them as a coach. Right. And, and I had the opposite idea of like, well, if I can teach them, the results will actually last. And isn't that the whole fucking point in the first place? Um, and you were the first person that said that. So like, I kind of want to go back for a second in your journey, man. And it's like, when did you have that click? Like what made you decide to go that path of education? I always say like, I think I got there more on the premise of me being stupid than being smart. <laughs> um, like, I think if I was really smart, I probably would have made a lot more money earlier in my life. But like, I literally am, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm like neurotic. I don't know if I'm hard headed. Um, but I only know one way to do things. And I've always gauged my, my business on the results that I create, not on the money I create. Like, you know, impact is a very abstract term, but like results are very definitive. You know, either you get a client results or you don't. And I remember, you know, as somebody that came into the space as an anorexic, I was, uh, I was fascinated by the coaches that could create change for their clients. Right. I, I remember um, I read everything that I could get my hands on from like Chris Aceto because he was like the first bodybuilding guru I really respected. And then I was really into like Scott Abel and like Lane Norton and like they were all big mentors of mine. And I'm like, it's so cool that like when their clients compete, you know, they're going to fucking be on point. And, and I wanted that knowledge. I didn't care if people paid me for it. I just wanted to be able to do that. Right. And so 
at that point, I'm like, well, there's, you know, when you learn to do it the right way, you quickly learn there is no one size fits all. So I was blown away when I went into like the marketing world that people are marketing the shit. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, how in the world can you be giving this out and sleeping at night? And I'll, I'll never forget, I was in a, uh, I was in a mastermind room in Las Vegas and, you know, I was trying to get into digital world and I was struggling. And, uh, this guy, um, he says, come on, Jason, just, just get it together. Like, I guarantee you, if I asked you to make a diet for all 40 people in this room that you could do it because you're really good at what you do. And, and I remember pausing and I looked at him straight in the eyes and I said, no, I couldn't. And he was like, well, that's what you got to figure out. And I'm like, maybe I'm not meant to be a fucking coach. Like, like it was the very first time that I questioned myself. Right. And, and I, you know, I've talked about the struggles. Everyone knows the Thanksgiving miracle story. I think we told it on the last podcast. Um, I got to that point because I had so much self doubt around myself. And, and the most pivotal moment for me was when I said, you know what, fuck that. They're the ones that are wrong. I'm the one that's right. I'm going to pivot against the grain and I'm going to champion this cause that I believe everything needs to be individualized. And like when I tripled down on that, went all in on that, like that's when all of this stuff happened. Um, so the, to answer your question, I kind of always knew it. I just had to grow some balls and support it. How do you encourage people to, for lack of better terms, grow some balls and take action? And the, the reason oh, I, I, I want to ask that just because I've always been somebody, I mean, you know me, dude, like you say jump and I leap. Like I've always just been an yeah. action taker and it's because I just trust my gut. And even if there's financial risk, there's travel, there's work there. It, I don't care what I have to do. Like if I have something in my yeah. mind, like I'm going to take action on it. But part of me thinks that like a, like people are like, oh, you were born with that. And sometimes I disagree because I was a different person growing up and I wasn't motivated. And it took me finding, like you, man, I had to find what I love and, and that burning passion to create in order to start taking action. But how do you encourage people to do that? Like, how do you encourage people to just start taking action and then asking questions later, essentially? Yeah, I mean, I really wish I had an amazing answer. I, I think that it comes back to understanding why you don't take the action and you know, Gary Vee is super outspoken on this. Um, he was one of my earliest mentors. I was super fortunate. I got to spend some time with him. I got to outreach to him and his team a lot. So like, they were really big, like mentors of mine around this time that I was having this epiphany. And, and now like, if you, you know, if you follow him, he's very outspoken to say that like, the reason you're not taking action is largely because you just care too much about what other people think. Mm. And I, you know, I, I think so many people are paralyzed by that. And, and, you know, I mean, dude, you, you probably had some of this in your life. I know I did 100%. like the first time I created content. I'm like, Oh my God, what if Alan Aragon reads this and like rips <laughs> it to shreds and like, Oh my God, what if Lane Norton reads this and like rips it to shreds? Cause like, let's be honest, Lane's kind of a zealot, like when it comes to that and he's not afraid to fucking call people out yeah. and like, and I love Lane, right? Like before anybody's like, Oh my God, Dave said that. I'm like, no, I love Lane. Like Lane will openly tell you that he's not afraid to go after anybody. But I, I love his approach. I love the aggression. Um, and, you know, I, I think he, he's the prototypical example of what we're talking about here. He says fuck you to anybody that is not afraid. You know, he doesn't, he's not looking for acceptance from anybody. Yeah. He says fuck you. I'm going to do what I know to be true. And, like, I think a lot of us, a lot of people don't like him because he's so powerful and he's, he's so willing to stand behind what he thinks, Right. And, and I think like we all should aspire to have a little bit more of that like bravado and that more like self-belief 
Um, but you know, how do you do it? Like the only way I know is to stop giving a fuck what other people think. But when we grow up, we're conditioned from day one to think, to care about what other people think, you know, like you got to dress a certain way. Like when you walk in a room, you got to speak a certain way. Like God forbid you say fuck and like the world's offended. Like you're, you're so conditioned to care what everybody thinks. And, and that transitions into your content and that transitions into the way you carry yourself as a coach that transitions into what you choose as a career. And so many people, like, I, you know, I told the story, I don't know if I told it on here, but like, you know, when I made my first million dollars, my mother asked me like, when are you going to get a real job? And I'm like, mom, what the fuck are you talking about? And she said, you know, like one with benefits. And I was like, mom, like how many employers do you know that, that pay a hundred percent of their employee benefits? She said, well, nobody does that. And I said, no, I do. Right. Like not only do I have benefits, I pay for benefits. And she's like, Oh, okay. I guess you have a real job. And it's, it's crazy that their generation defines it by that. But yeah. you know, if I had given in to what the world said, I would have been working in a cubicle, like in the fucking sandwich brigade, like hating my life. I love that dude. I think, you, I mean, a few things with that, like, number one, you have to know what you want. Number two, you have to take action. Number three, you have to stop caring what people want or start, stop caring what people think. So you don't fear judgment because judgment is going to paralyze you. But I want to take a, kind of like a, a direction of structure with that, because I think one thing you're really good at, um, and not just for me and my life, but in your own life, for probably everybody you come in contact with, and I don't think you have any, you, you could probably agree with this, you're kind of a visionary. Like you're a really good person sure. at everything. There's been times where, and I think this is a gift, like, and I, I think it's something that you can be good at doing for other people. I've helped people with this too, because you and I are pretty similar, but there's been times where we're on the phone and you give me ideas to do shit, and I'm just like, how the fuck did you think of that before me? And you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just what you do. And, and so my question with this is, how do people, like, do you have a, there's never going to be a right answer. The answer is going to be, it depends, but I'd love to hear just like you kind of rant on this is like yeah. creating direction for people. Like somebody wants to be a coach. Somebody wants to build a business. Somebody wants to change their body, whatever it may be. How do you get people to create structure, have a vision and actually foresee that to happen? Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. And so the answer is I don't do any of those things. Um, I don't create your structure. I don't tell you what you fucking want. And I don't lead your journey. Instead, I reverse engineer the process. I, I start with the outcome. Like, what do you actually want to happen? And, and I think everyone needs to understand this. If you're listening to this podcast, like, you know, a lot of people follow you for nutrition advice, training advice, some people for business advice, but largely something as health and fitness as a whole, right? Health and fitness is the gateway. It's, it's a gateway. It's only one dimension of your life. You know, I have this model, three-dimensional living, frame family finance. It's the frame dimension of your life. There's two other dimensions, family and finance. And I promise you all three are interconnected. You know, nobody ever said, I want to get super ripped, super in shape, and I want to fucking be isolated and broke the rest of my life. Like that doesn't happen. Most of the time, people want to get super ripped, super in shape because they want attention from the opposite sex or they want to feel more powerful, more alpha. They walk in a room, they own the room, they make more money. Like there's some ulterior motive. And so when I start this journey, it's like, what the fuck do you actually want? And when we can get that answer and we can get an honest answer, all of a sudden the journey is, as they expect it to be has completely changed, right? And so that's usually the beginning. 
instead of operating inside of, oh, okay, you want financial success. Cool. Here's what the gurus say to create financial success. Like, no, fuck that. Like, that's what everyone else is doing. And chances are you came to me because you tried bits and pieces of that and it didn't work. It's not that the tactics didn't work. Tactics work. Systems work. Programs work. Workouts work. Diets work. Everything fucking works. But having the wrong goals for the tactic you're implementing does not work. And so I think people, like, what I do is I try to serve as a mirror. And I'm like, what the fuck do you really want in your life? And why are you even telling me this shit? Because, bro, you're fucking paying me hundreds of dollars per month. In most cases, thousands of dollars per month. Right? Why are you fucking telling me this shit? Who am I? I'm some dude that uses the fuck word a lot on the internet that you decided to call up and, like, trust your life with. So something in your life got to a point that you didn't love it. And I promise you, it's not the fat around your belly. And that's like, to me, that's where, you know, like we say, I have great vision. I do believe I have good vision. I feel like it's a gift. I feel like it comes from research. I feel like it just comes from consumption. Um, I feel like it comes from being a consumer as much as an educator. Um, But that's where my vision comes in is as soon as I start to see the real problem, I start to see a different path. And the reason people think my vision is so good is because it's usually just a different path. It's not a difficult path. It's not like a a tricky path. It's not a super creative path. It's just a different path. And and sometimes different is what's needed. I love that, dude. I think one thing that really stands out to me, if I reflect on when I first came to you, I think something that the people can take away is when you seek out this goal, you seek out this outcome, the thing that you need to reverse engineer from, you have to remove what you talked about earlier, you have to remove the judgment, or the comparison out of it. Because if you start creating visions or outcomes based on what you think others want you to do, or think you should do, or what others have, I think it's going to be clouded, and you're never going to reach your vision. I came to you day one, and my, my vision has always been something kind of unorthodox. And it's always been centered around creating like, content. It's just like, I just want to have freedom to create content. Like it's literally all I, I want to do. So for me, it's about yeah. creating freedom and finance and, and, and business and all these other things so that I can educate people for free, which is kind of weird if you think about it, because <laughs> it's not something that's very like going to create revenue yeah. directly, but that's my thing. And, and we had to reverse engineer that. Yeah. And by the way, that realization is exactly why you're successful. Like I tell everybody, and it's what you're speaking on it all in live is like, you know, content creation for organic marketing congruency in your message. Like the reason that you are where you are is because we positioned you to get to a point. And and even our conversation just this morning around keeping that time to only be doing the content creation because it's what you love and it's your passion. Like we've just put the tools around you and the resources around you to where, hey man, content creation is your job. And, you know, I'll take it a step further. I had a call with a major influencer yesterday. Like this girl's got like 500,000 followers on Instagram. She called me and she's crying and she's like, I don't know what to fucking do. And I'm like, okay, what do you want? Right? Same question. What the fuck do you want? She couldn't even answer the question. And I'm like, if it's money you want, tell me it's money. She's like, it's not money. And I'm like, okay, then what is it? And she couldn't tell me. And I said, well, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. And I said, but there's something in your life right now that you don't want. And you're afraid to tell me that. And what is it? And like, we kept poking around and kept poking around. And I said, you don't want to coach people, do you? And she's like, no. And I feel so guilty saying that. And I said, listen, there's no judgment. You've been coaching for several years. If you're tired of coaching, you're tired of coaching. Coaching is only one way of getting somebody to their goals. 
you have probably several other gifts that can do this. Why not start to leverage those? And dude, the next 15 minutes, this person's attitude changed so much. Like her whole life cleared up. And I probably got 12 more texts throughout the course of the day letting me know how happy she was, how much content she's created, like all these amazing things. And I'm like, it all goes, it all came back to this one beautiful realization. And she was being held back by the same shit we just talked about. She was yeah. being held back by guilt. And the, the, you know, she had this thought in her mind that if she said she didn't want to be a coach, that the world would judge her. And that's not okay. Like, who the fuck cares what the world thinks? And anybody that judges her for not wanting to be a coach, like, they can get off their high horse and go fuck themselves. God, dude, it's so crazy how much judgment and comparison consumes people and how everybody will people will just never take action or never honestly never achieve fulfillment because they're led by this fear of judgment and comparison. It's fucking insane. Honestly, something I did something I did recently that actually helped me. Um, I unfollowed a ton of people. I, I, I don't watch the news. I started doing deep work where I cut out yeah. all social media notifications just so I can create con- like, cause you have to, cause you have to remove the judgment yeah. comparison. It's insane. Dude. I, I thought, I thought becoming successful and like this shows you how fucking stupid I was when I got in the online space. I thought being successful meant you had the houses and cars. And so I went and bought a BMW i8 to this day. It's the most, it is like, is a reminder. And I keep the picture on my phone for one reason. It is the reminder that I spent $100,000 trying to create self-significance because I put $25,000 down on that car and I paid $25,000 a year for three years. I spent $100,000 trying to make myself feel significant, driving a car that probably made me look like a fucking douchebag. (laughs) It's crazy. Like that's like, those are facts right now. Fortunately, August, 2019, I have awareness to say that I don't need that shit. And I don't give a fuck if you care about what I drive. If I want to drive a Honda Civic, I'll drive a Honda Civic. If I want to drive a Lamborghini, I'll drive a Lamborghini, but I'm not doing it for you. You, you know, I've had moments like that in my fitness journey. Like, dude, I drove myself in the ground at the end of CrossFit because I just needed to show up and be the best at the workout. I needed yeah. that significance. I needed to be at the top of the whiteboard, right? And, and then I'd go home and I'd feel like shit and I wouldn't sleep and I wouldn't wake up with a heart on and like all these bad things were happening in my life. But hey, I was at the top of the whiteboard. That's where I got my significance. <laughs> like it's it, so nuts to say that shit. It is. And it comes down to removing it. It just always comes back to removing all the comparison, all the judgment, like l- looking into yourself. Yes. And I think like one of the crazy things is it, it's all in your own fucking brain because you had this, this yeah. idea, right? Granted, you never posted it anywhere. I remember, nope. dude, I remember telling you, like literally face-to-face, like, dude, you have a BMW i and you're like, oh, yeah, I've had it. Just sits in the garage. I was like, you've never posted a single photo of that on your story, your Instagram, anything. Like, and I, my exact words were, I was like, dude, that's really fucking cool. I respect that. Like, that's humble. Yep. And you're not trying yeah. to showboat or be like. And I, and I remember you saying that to me, actually. Yeah. And, and, and at the time, I almost felt like a bit of a douchebag because I'm like, here he is saying he respects me. And yet, like, the reason it sits in the garage is because I don't have respect for myself for why I got into the stupid fucking financial decision in the first place. It's a big lesson, though. Huge lesson. But it, but it is, man. And, like, listen, if I only had to spend 100 grand on, on, like, a life lesson like that that teaches me to not give a fuck what other people think, like, that was worth it. <laughs> like, it was worth it every, yeah. you know, all day. I, I, I wish it was $10. 
for a hundred dollars, <laughs> not a hundred grand. Like I would love that money back. But at the end of the day, like we can't live in the past either. Right. No. And and I think so many people are going to, they're going to listen to that and they're going to be like, wow, you had a hundred thousand dollars spent. Who the fuck cares? I don't care if it's a hundred dollars. Everybody wants the money back. Everyone wants the time back. Right. You don't get it back. You don't get to relive it. And so you better fucking learn from it. Right. Like you don't get to go back in time. Nobody does. So your past serves one purpose and it's to educate you. The end. I love that, dude. It's so, so important. I think everything comes down to like, it's for everything we're saying in this podcast and everything. If I, if I think about our relationship and our conversations over the last few years, it's like it all always centers around like kind of staying in your own lane, not worrying about everybody else. Like put your horse blinders on and just do you like do what makes you happy, yeah. do what makes you fulfilled, focus on your craft. Like don't worry about comparison. Don't worry about judgment. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it, it really is. It's almost cliche to say it's all about impact, but the reality is it is. It's like, it's about giving. It's about creating impact. Well, dude, and, and I'll openly say, Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was just going to say that's what creates success in your brain, man. It's what cre- creates happiness, really. Oh, 100%. 100%, man. I, you know, I would say this, like, you know, I, I hope that you're cool with me saying this. I, you know, you can edit out if, if you're not. But, you know, a lot of times, like when we have these mastermind meetings, you know, you don't get to come to a lot of them because there's family commitments or there's professional commitments or like whatever else. Right? I think you've been to like one or two. Right. And you also happen to have the most linear and steady growth of anybody I've ever worked with. And there's a reason for that. And I, you know, I would never tell people, Hey, don't intentionally come to meetings that you're paying for. But (laughs) at the same time, you're also staying in your motherfucking lane. Like you are in your lane. You're doing you like, like you said, if I say jump, you fucking leap. Like you just, you don't hold back. You do the work and, and you're not looking at what other people are doing. Right. I can literally think of like one time where I said to you, Hey man, I think you're getting bored. You're getting distracted. Don't do that. And you're like, you know what? You're right. Back to work. Like one time in two years, that's pretty damn good, man. And because I know I've gotten bored and done some really stupid shit. In fact, I'm about to make a move in the next month that people are going to literally like lose their shit over. Um, (laughs) I wish I could release it right now, but I don't know when this podcast is coming out. So, um, but I promise you people are going to lose their shit and I will tell the story. So why I did it? Um, but it's going to surprise a lot of people. It's going to shake things up a lot. And it comes down to what we're saying. I'm staying in my lane. I'm doing what fulfills me. The end. Which is actually surprisingly hard, especially as an entrepreneur. Like you get, if you're a successful entrepreneur, you have a creative brain. Dude, I have so many fucking cool ideas that I think could be successful. And it's sometimes it's hard to be like, nope, don't do that. Just do what you do well. But I agree with you, man. Like that, that really is what has helped me create success. It's just that I just know what I'm good at, what my superpower is, and, and I just go. And I literally ignore everybody on purpose. And the reason I ignore people is, and this is the big takeaway for people, I have awareness that if I don't ignore, if I pay attention to them too closely, that's when comparison sinks in. And that's when I start judging myself. That's when my mission, my message, my clarity on what I want gets clouded. And that's something really important yeah. for people to think about. So true, man. It's so true. I uh, I couldn't agree anymore. I love it. It's so crazy how like things evolve and how things have changed. But I, I definitely want to I want to touch on something before we finish the podcast today, and that's that's the, the what you've been posting a bunch about, what your book is about, what what you've been talking a bunch about, and it's the last diet ever. And just the yeah. idea of the last diet ever. Number one thing I have to say is it it just rings so true to me. It ring. I mean. 
you and I have the same exact philosophy on educating people within training and nutrition. That's why we are good friends. That's why I sought you out in the first place because you were the first person seeing success following that method. Um, And and now, which is which is actually kind of crazy. It's just a little side note. It's kind of crazy because when I first heard you speak, um, I first heard you. It's really weird, but I heard you on a podcast, and then I like started downloading other podcasts that you were interviewed on. And then like two weeks later, I didn't realize that you were going to be in my city speaking at an event that I was already attending, and you were. And then I was like, "Fuck it, I have to go see this dude." So then I went and visited you because you were the only guy talking about this concept, the last I had ever like educating your clients, like giving them the secret so that they can do it on their own, like working yourself out of a job yeah. kind of thing. And I gravitated towards that, and now it's like commonplace, like duh, like that's what you're supposed to do, which is kind of crazy but really fucking cool that it's creating that kind of impact man so so my question for you is obviously what is the last diet ever yeah that's a good question um I, i'm not even sure it's definable um you know i'll start with like so i think every every coach i really believe has like a, a personal i always say bias but a personal story a personal journey that they bring to the way they coach and, and what they do and you know, we had just gone through shredding season. We've gone a couple of years. And, and I started to think about like, what do I do between quote unquote diets? And I always gravitate towards the same thing. Like literally left to my own devices. I'll do the same thing every morning. Like, I, or, you know, same thing every day. Like I, I know how to manipulate my body. Anyone that's seen me knows I'm always relatively lean. I'm always able to, you know, perform pretty well. Like I feel like I've got pretty big lifts and, and I'm able to really handle it without much thought. And, and somebody actually made the statement to me. They're like, dude, like you, you know, you're such a creature of habit. Like it, it's almost like you never have to try. And I'm like, no, I've just built something that lasts forever. And they're like, dude, you need to tell people how to do that. And like, that was the, like the click moment. Right. I'm like, Oh fuck, I do need to do that. Right. And I'm like, but how the fuck do I do that? And so like, I sat down and I'm like, how do I tell the world how to build out something that is literally going to last forever? And, and I went back to all the principles upon which I built out my own thing. And I'm like, wait a minute, like there's very clear steps here as to how I did this. Like it didn't just happen on accident. Um, but you know, like you said, like, I, I mean, I've always been, I've always made the statement at NCI. I say, you know, when, as a coach, the results of your clients should be defined by what they're doing 10 years from today, not 10 weeks from today. And, you know, if you're giving them the tools and principles to be successful for a lifetime, you're actually helping them. If you're giving them tools and principles to see quick transformation, you're hurting. them. And and so I I really wanted to help people. And I, I really believe that, you know, also, I, I believe there's a paradigm shift in what consumers want right now. I think consumers want a little more education, and I don't think they want a done-for-you model. I think they kind of want a little bit of a do-it-yourself model. And so I, I kind of gave them both. You know, there's there's education in this product. There's a, a bit of a do-it-yourself because it, it guides you through how to do it. Um, you know, it's a, it's a four-week journey that you go on with me. Um, and you know what, man? It's been wildly successful. Uh, it's been really fun. If I'm being super honest, I'm, I, you know, I, you know, I drove 10 hours today and I'm wrapping up my trip and I'm actually sitting in front of Chipotle right now, uh, which is a big <laughs> staple in my last diet ever. And, you know, I, uh, I love the fact that like, you know, last night I was at a WWE event um, with our client, you know, you, you do Chad Gable's training. I do his nutrition uh, and I got to watch him wrestle. And, um, you know, we, uh, I was able to go there and, you know, even like you know, I had pizza, like at the arena and people were like, Oh, you're that's not part of your diet. And I'm like, no, it's exactly part of my diet. In fact, like I knew exactly how to make that work for the day. And, and just so people know, like, no, it didn't come down to me tracking macros and fitting that into my day. In fact, I don't track anything right now in my last diet ever. 
And so, you know, it really took my four core principles, which are awareness, education, desire, and application. Um, and I applied them across four uh, modalities that I believe need to be discussed, which are the dietary setup, biofeedback, physical, uh, physical data, and um, periodization, right? So I took four things, applied them across four things. It's given us, you know, ultimately there's 16 days of education in this. Um, but you know, it's a 28 day journey that we go on together. And like I said, man, the results were dope. Like in the first beta test, I know one kid lost like 16 pounds and maintained all the strength numbers. And, um, you know, I had a guy get off blood pressure meds. Like it just, it was so cool to see, man. Like, and, and to, to now see people just become empowered, right. It's, uh, it's dope. And, and that's really what, how all of this came to be. I love it, dude. The best part about this is that. It is the last diet ever has a timeline on it. You are taking people through a process, but it's not a challenge. Like it's not a a contest or anything like that. It's literally, it's like a fucking curriculum. It's an education platform. It's something that's going to teach you, which is cool because like it said, it's, it's literally forever. It's the last diet ever. So yes, it's four weeks long. It's 28 days, but it's something that's going to last continuously and teach you what you need to do for the rest of time. And the reason I love that so much is because something I say to clients when they come on board all the time is I'm like, Hey, the reality of this is, is when you start coaching with me, there's a timeline. You are not going to work with Mm. me forever. I am not going to coach you for the next 20 years of your life. So you need to take as much of this education. And if you're not willing to invest your time to learn, I'm not willing to invest my time to educate you because that's what my coaching is about. And I think that's what really rings true inside this last diet ever. It's like, it's a process to teach people so that it just keeps going. There's no end to it. It's not a 12 week program. And I know you remember this, but back in the day when you hired a coach, whether it was for contest prep or not, you hired, like you bought like a 12 week diet and you went through it for 12 weeks. Yeah. And it was done. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's how it was. Yeah. Just crazy. Yeah. But. And, and I mean, it's, yeah, I remember when I first put this out, I, I put the word challenge at the end and I don't I don't really know why we did, if I'm being super honest, but um people are like, Wait, you had a challenge? I thought you fucking hate challenges and I'm like, Come spend thirty days with me and, and tell me that it didn't challenge you to think. It didn't challenge your current thoughts, but it also didn't set you up for life, you know? And and when you uh when you start going at it from that direction, I mean there's definitely some some I definitely challenge what has been taught traditionally um but that's nothing new for me and it's nothing new for you you know i think that uh, a lot of the reasons that we're able to bring success to where we are is because we are free thinkers and we're independent thinkers and and, you know we've gotten to the place in our lives where we don't give a fuck what other people think and uh you know i I think that's necessary And, and so i think that anybody that's looking to get into this group um has to be willing to kind of let go of the previous bullshit but i also think that everybody that's looking for a new solution fits that mold, right? Like the reason that you're looking for a new solution is nothing's worked. And and most of the time it's because, and, and you know this to be true too, most of what you've tried was never built for you. Um, you know, and, and I go really deep in this because I think that even, even the quote unquote individualized guys outside of us are like, yeah, I individualize based off your, you know, based off your daily energy expenditure. It's like, well, no shit, Sherlock. Like, so does the calorie calculator. But like, <laughs> you know, true customization comes from awareness on such a deep level and an awareness that like as coaches, we don't always educate our clients why we're doing what we're doing in every instance, right? There's sometimes where I'll have somebody take an action and then teach them like three weeks later, this is why I had you take that action. 
if I would have told you on the front end, you would have completely fucked it up. But this is why you just did what you did. Um, you know, in this process, it's like, man, do you even understand your dietary habits? And no, I'm not talking about Chipotle. No, I'm not talking about pizza. But like when you drank that wine and then you're pissed off about it the next day, do you know what led to the action of you drinking that wine? Like, do you have room in your diet for social settings? And, and I'm not talking about tracking calories. Do you know how many meals per week you want to eat with your family? Do you know how many social meals you want? Do you know how much alcohol you want? Do you know how that then impacts the other days inside of a week? Do you know how that impacts your training, your overall recovery? Then do you understand how to read biofeedback before physical data? Like nobody's teaching these kinds of things. And for people to auto-regulate their diets forever, these are the things that must be understood. And I, like the only thing I will add to that, man, is like, because I agree with everything you're saying. Obviously, we have a very similar philosophy. As a coach, you cannot accomplish that with a client unless you build connection. Amen. Amen, yeah. dude. I mean, at NCI, at NCI, we say, you know, we say we're teaching the connection-based model. And, and I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think that, you know, in a, in a coach-client relationship, the first prerequisite is trust and it's connection. And if you don't have that, you have nothing. I love it, dude. I think this is like a perfect way to kind of wrap up the podcast. And I'm going to drop every I mean, everybody listening to this knows who you are, they know where to find you. But I'm going to drop links to grab this, grab your Instagram, grab everything you do in the show notes, everything he puts out, guys, I highly recommend. Obviously, I fly my coaches out across the country to go do his certifications for a reason. They're legit. And I think it's important for coaches to actually have education, actually understand connection, actually understand the knowledge and the biofeedback and all these things he's talking about. And you guys hear me preach all the fucking time. Um, but man, the, the thing I want to close with and this is actually gonna be kind of funny, since I know you so well, I'm interested in this. Um, I always close out with a personality question. And I probably asked you something similar way back. I think we did a podcast over a year ago now. Um, so it's yeah. a little bit but here's your scenario. You are flying uh-huh. across the world. Let's say you're flying to Australia, you got a long ass flight ahead of you. You have two empty seats next to you on this plane, you can put anybody in there alive or dead, but they cannot be friends or family. You also have one book to read uh, along the way. I'm going to say an audio book because I know you don't read. And then you have one, <laughs> <laughs> one album, music album that you can listen to along the way as well. So what are you listening to twice? What's the book? What's the, what's the, the album? And then who's sitting next to you on this plane? Oh, man. Um, I'll first answer the album, the Slim Shady LP. Um, probably like one of my one of my all yeah like one of my all time favorites. Just and and I don't say that because I think it's the best record ever. I just think it's something that I actually could listen to like on repeat for quite some time. Yeah, it's so um, it's iconic too, man. Yeah. Um, if I'm choosing a book, an audio book, I think that like my life has pivoted to where there's two that I'm torn between. Um. The one that I'm going to go with is David Goggins can't hurt me or can't stop me or whatever you call it. Um, and the reason I'm going to say that is if I'm on such a long flight, I'm guessing there's a purpose for it. And having that amount of self, like I think David Goggins is the perfect blend of self-awareness and motivation. Um, and so I think that if you're just repeatedly listening to that, you're getting the self-awareness you need as to who you are, what your shortcomings are, but you're also staying hyped so that you're ready to fulfill anything. Um, the other one that was on my mind was actually Ramit Sethi, uh, I will teach you to be rich. And I think mm. that it's not because I care about money. It's largely, if you study finance, a lot about self-control. Um, and when I look at myself in early years, one of my biggest issues in life, 
um, in sport, in school, in relationships, and in money was a lack of self-control. And so mm. the reason I love the study of finance today is because it's, when you look at successful financiers, it's all they're always very strong in self-control. Um, so okay. there's that. In terms of people, um, man, that's such a hard one for me. So one thing that people would be astounded to know is I'm extremely antisocial. Um, and, and I think that like you can attest because anytime we have an event, people are like, what are you doing afterwards? And I'm the first person to be like, I'm going to my room, shut the fuck up and leave me alone. Like <laughs> I'm, I, I'm just, I'm very much like that. And so, but like conversely, you also can attest like when we're at an event, I'm the most approachable person in the world and I will talk to anybody. Um, and so it's really hard for me to, to choose. Um, I think if I have that long, one of the people is Andy Frisella. I really just want to pick his brain, not about his success, but more about his childhood. Like, I want to know more about like what went through his head in like the dark times, sleeping on a piss stained mattress, like all the stories he tells. Um, I want to know more about like that mindset. Um, man, this is such a hard question. It is. A tough I wish one. I had like a, I, I really wish I had like a great answer. Everyone wants you to say like some like super famous person. Um, and, and I feel like so many, like, I, I feel like I'm going to give you a really bullshit answer because so many, I, and I promise you so many people give you this like predicated on like what they've seen or like what they've run into. And I'm trying not to do that. Right. Um, like I was at WWE SmackDown last night and they did like a promo video of Andre the giant. And like part of me wants to say him because it's like, dude, I want to know what it's like to literally be eight feet tall and like 500 pounds. But like, <laughs> is that really like one of the people, you know what I mean? Like, or is that just on top of my mind? Um, honestly, you know who I would love to sit next to is, uh, is Tiger Woods. And yeah. I, I say that so everybody knows I, you know, I spent a year and a half playing golf professionally. Um, but I, I think that I, you know, the guy's life is just a, a living storybook. And, you know, when he was young, he had a father that basically had concentration tight concentration camp type mentality in his training, uh, in his training. Uh, he was one of the most successful athletes at a young age. He then went through one of the biggest, you know, scandals in all of sports. Uh, he then became a massively injured athlete where I'm sure he questioned everything. And then he triumphantly returns in 2019 and wins another major. Um, I, I would just love to know what was learned at every stage of that life. Yeah, that's a great answer. Um, yeah, his story is insane, dude. I love those answers, man, yeah. all of them. And I think like something interesting to me, the first person I ever actually heard say this was AJ Roberts. Um, and I, I was watching him speak and then we were talking afterwards and he let me know that he was an introvert. And I was like, what are you talking about? Dude, I've watched you like just crush rooms with hundreds of people yeah. in it. And then we went to a club that night and he was like just chilling and he was just having his drink he was yep. observing, and we were talking and I got it. And, and one thing that I'm very similar in this way too, and people would be surprised if I said like, I'm very much like a lone wolf or an introvert too. But I think it's when you're in your element, it's a, it's like the extroverted introvert. Like when I'm speaking in front yes. of people, when I am talking on a podcast, when I, when it has anything to do with training and nutrition, I will dominate. But Otherwise, yep. I, I actually like being to myself. I like being alone. I like quiet time. Like, you know me, like I'm always going on walks and just like listening to nature and shit like that. Like that. I love that stuff. Um, and I think it's interesting Absolutely. how many like successful people are actually that way. And it's actually really weird at first. 
Well, I think that, I think, you know, part of it is we're very good at reading the surroundings and understanding the surroundings. And, you know, I think you have to have massive awareness to be successful. And I think that, you know, being a, a bit of a loner allows you to become very aware, you know, both self-aware and physically aware. Um, so I think there's some actual reason to that. Um, but I also wanted to share, you know, who else is very much like that is Billy Jean. And if you ever, anyone that's ever seen Billy Jean's content, you would never, ever dream of that. Um, but him and I spoke on the same stage last year and I'll never forget two things. One, I came off stage, he gave me the biggest hug and told me I crushed it and I will forever be respectful or, you know, have respect to him for that. Cause, uh, he didn't have to do that. He didn't know who the fuck I was, he didn't need anything from me. He just was a really good dude. Um, and number two, I remember sitting with him in the corner of the room. Um, both of us just sitting there on our phone saying very little to each other, but just appreciating the silence, appreciating being alone and uh you know communicating with what we needed to communicate with and it uh you know it, it was kind of cool for me to see somebody that's so polarizing online come down to the same level and uh you know and again it just reinforces man do you be you yep. you know people expect us to be this massively polarizing person in person and uh no i'm not i promise i'm really not that fucking polarizing um <laughs> uh, you know I, I, if you come meet me i'll probably take you to dinner i'll probably have a few drinks and um, you know, I might make you laugh once or twice, or I might say five words. It's just, uh, it, that's, that's kind of, it's kind of what I do, man. And, you know, I'm, I'm at a point now too, I'm 35. Uh, you know, most of my life, I, I like to spend with my loved ones. That, that's far more important to me than anything in this life right now. And if you would have caught me four years ago, you never would have heard me say that. And, and I think that's one thing I'm extremely proud of is, is how much I really just embrace my time with the people closest to me. Yeah, I agree, man. I love that. And I think like, I think you're, you're very humble. So I will tell people like, if you do meet Jason in person, he can say he's not polarizing all he wants, but like the impact will be there and he will have an influence on you. But I think a part of all of this comes down to being confident and comfortable with yourself, being happy with who you are and what you're doing and just being so like focused on you versus comparing and judging and all the things we've been talking about. Because I think when you do yeah, it's crazy how it all just tied together yeah but that, i think that's what it comes down to you know what i mean if you notice these people who are like that they really are confident about who they are and what they're doing on this earth and, and that's all really all they care about they have their blinders on and they're focused on that man so it's, it actually says a lot about who you are and man i just gotta say dude thank you for coming on man i really as always i appreciate your time it, it's it's always a blast getting to talk to you i get to do it pretty frequently so i'm i'm excited that i was able to do it on the podcast so everybody else can hear how our minds work together and how our conversations flow um, and so thank you, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely, brother. It's always a pleasure. And just like I did last time and just like I'll do every time, man, thank you for what you do. Thank you for pulling this podcast together, putting out the content you put out, working with the people you work with and adding the value that you do. Um, you know, I like to think it's guys like us that are going to be able to lead the space and, and pave the way for the next generation to do it the right way. And, and for that, um, I will forever be thankful. So really appreciate it. Before I let you go, I just want to say thanks. I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me, educating yourself to get better results. It still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering, and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, 
head over to boomboomformance.com slash sign dash up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the nutrition hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at Cody at BoomBoomPerformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.